Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host, and we are approaching weekend 9 this February of 2020. And stay tuned for a really interesting interview with Miss Minnesota. I have met um, Miss North Dakota, I even met Miss Canada once, but I have never spent as much time with a competing young woman for such a big um, prize or title, I should say. And I was surprised to learn so much about the organization, especially what um, they have transformed to and what they're actually about and what they are doing for young women here in North America. This is, um, was a very interesting meet visit with Catherine Kuppers, who is the 2019 Miss Minnesota. And she came to Detroit Lakes during the Polar Fest events to speak about her invisible crown mission and you will hear all about this in our interview part which I don't want to keep you from too long. Um, please thank you for tuning in. Go to our website lakelifeweekend.com to learn more about Lake Life in West Central Minnesota and also email us to hello at lakelifeweekend.com with ideas updates or suggestions for our program we very much appreciate and look forward to hearing from you we actually just received an email um, last week from a new resident to pelican lake welcome and uh, they requested to subscribe to our magazine which makes us uh, proud yes and um, thank you for finding the last fall issue at your friend's house and asking for the latest version which just went to print and we will send it to you um, the first week of March. Yes, our spring issue is coming and also please don't forget to mark your calendars for March 20th, Friday at the Civic Center for our Lake Life season kickoff party with lots of prizes, lots of games and then a live concert, first pre-show with the Crop Dusters and then Tripwire live on stage with a great big concert for you. More details also in our magazine to come. Yeah, I don't want to keep this much longer from our interview with Catherine Kuppers from St. Paul, Miss Minnesota 2019. Thank you for tuning in and have a great weekend ahead. Welcome to our interview part. I'm here with Catherine Kuppers. Hi, Catherine. Hello. It's so good to be here. Thank you for coming on uh, such short notice. Actually, we just connected, I think, not even a week ago. Not even. No, very short notice, but fun nonetheless. <laughs> Thank you. And I just reached out over our digital platforms yes. after I read that you will be part of our Polar Fest program in Detroit Lakes. Yes, it's been really fun so far. I'm loving what I'm seeing at Polar Fest. That's really cool. So you are Miss Minnesota. I am indeed for 2019. 2019 and I guess into 2020. Yeah, a little bit into 2020, yes. Yeah. And um, I was curious because um, I honestly don't know too much about competing for um, what it all means to be Miss Minnesota or Miss yeah. State, let's say. And um, I was interested because you came up to our <laughs> neck of the woods to uh, West Central Minnesota and be part of our 
yeah, winter festivals and I thought that was opportunity enough to be part of our Lake Life weekend program because one may think what does Miss Minnesota have to do uh, with our uh, podcast but um, uh, you are from Minnesota, you are Lake Life and you are a guest in our uh, area and I thought that was great opportunity and who gets to meet Miss Minnesota so so easily so with my press credentials I got a hold of you so thank you very much for coming oh it's perfect I mean on Miss Minnesota on a Lake Life podcast it just seemed it's one of those things I was like I have to do this I have to be part of this podcast so this is really exciting for me cool thank you so tell us uh, who you are a little bit mm -hmm. where you're from how you got into competing and then I think it's very interesting to learn what it means, what the organization is. And then I think you have a uh, mission within mm -hmm. your, yes. your yeah, what is it, with your win or majesty? <laughs> like yes, with your, well, my majesty, yeah, yes, you can your, call it that. <laughs> in your universe now with the one yes. year, uh, um, and I know a little bit about it, but you have something called uh, Catherine Kippers and uh, the Invisible Crown. Yes, yes, I do. You know more than most yeah. people already. You've done your homework. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and like, of course, that would be then interesting to learn what that means and what it means to you and, and what you have been doing during your um, Miss Minnesota status or... State, yeah, my, my state tenure, maybe. Tenure, well, year tenure, of service, so, we'll call yeah. it sometimes as well. So well, who is Catherine? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You ever get that question, then you just forget who you are. You're like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Well, I'm from Minnesota originally. I'm born and raised in St. Paul in the cities. So it's really fun for me to be more up north, get a little bit more of that lake life mentality. Uh, being part of Polar Fest, I feel like I'm, you know, gaining my Minnesota credentials. I was just in a hot dish competition, uh, which was fitting because I do have a culinary arts degree. Oh. So, yes. So I'm currently 21 years old and I'm in school, but I took a bit of a hiatus, like a little roundabout college tour. And I just did uh, two years for culinary school. Got my chef to become a chef. Yep, correct? to become a chef. And um, funny enough, halfway through, not even almost done with culinary school, I'm about to graduate. And I decided I wanted to change my career again. And I decided that I wanted to become a family consumer science educator. Now, you look confused. So that is basically new age home economics. Home economics has been revamped, re-put into the schools, and it's a lot more relevant to what kids need to know today. It's not just baking cookies, it's nutrition skills, it's um, child psychology, preparation to become a parent. So I realized basically as a chef, I was, if you ever heard the phrase, um, give a man a fish, eat for a day, teach a man to fish, eat for life. Mm -hmm. I decided, you know, as a chef, I would just be giving a man a fish every day, not really fulfilling anyone's need to be able to care for themselves. As a teacher, I get to prepare our youth on what it will mean to take care of themselves, to cook and clean and uh, essentially be a, an educated, well-rounded young adult. So after doing a roundabout, deciding to do culinary school, I graduated from that and I'm now on track to become an educator. Oh, I think this is really interesting and that maybe let's hesitate there for a moment. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, what is that degree? Uh, it's called FCS Education. And that that will be part of like a high school environment? or yep. where I'll either teach um, high school or junior high. Yep. And that is a new upcoming class again? Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's been reinstituted in schools. Not Good. many schools have it. I love it because uh, I, I, in my professional experience and with young professionals, I, or even with my friends, I learned that they ha struggle with budgeting. Yes, and, that's part of this. Uh, and and I, then I see them str struggle with nutrition, which I'm not saying, but uh, yeah, with <laughs> eating or cooking at home or uh, um, 
interesting though i i can prove uh, and i'm 40 let's say and the the generation between 30 and 40 that must have not enjoyed that class i'm glad that my son is 11 so yep. if he <laughs> arrives so in he high will school, probably have these classes hopefully yeah yes. so that's really interesting because yes. i don't even know where i learned budgeting I mean, I have a banking degree, so I kind of know. Okay, probably oh, yeah, there. Yeah, yes, you, you probably got it from your banking degree. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I knew it from, from I don't know if it was school. Anyhow, interesting. So you mm. uh, have a career goal of, of yeah, and I yes. think that is, uh, we, we deep dive now into this competing and now The Miss giving. Minnesota world, Yeah, yes. because, okay, but keep going. This, I think it's fascinating. So so how did you come to, to competing uh, in a in a... What is it? A beauty? What is it? Walt? So a it's pageant? actually it's a good question. Uh, more recently, Miss America. So I'm part of the Miss America organization. I'll briefly describe that. Miss America is a scholarship organization, and um, they are rebranding themselves also. So they are no longer a pageant. They're calling themselves just a competition because pageant just has a lot of negative stereotypes to it. So I think I read something a couple of years yes, back. Yes, we eliminated swimsuit. We are focusing on the service, on the scholarships. Um, a lot of it. A lot of the competition is based in public speaking, communication skills, interview skills. Um, so it's not body? No, like it's not body based I mean, anymore. Oh my gosh, we were no. eating so much candy backstage. We ate at the buffet every day. Mashed potatoes and ice cream for dinner. It was great. Yeah, I'm enjoying no swimsuit competition. So it's um, more social skills and, and, and Social skills, professional and building. Um, and I got involved actually. So my mother is a former Miss Minnesota. So she's been involved with the organization since the 1980s. Um, and just stayed involved with it. She loved it. And even back in the 1980s, Miss America was first and foremost based in scholarships. So everything that you win once you compete in this program uh, is scholarship money for your education. It goes straight to your school. Yep. Oh. You didn't know that, did you? No. Yep. And, okay. That was um, added to Miss America in the 1940s. They, uh, the woman who was running the organization wanted to encourage young women to go to college. It wasn't as common back then. So she decided that from that point on, Miss America would only give out scholarship prizes. And today, we are the largest provider of scholarship assistance to women, I think, in the world, at least nationwide, that's for sure. Oh, wow. Yes. So that is sort of the, the two reasons that I became involved is my mother introduced me to the organization. We used to watch Miss Minnesota when I was growing up, but the scholarships became very attractive when I was in high school and trying to budget for college and figure out what on earth it would mean to pay for that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this is one of the ways that I'm working to pay for my education. Okay. So very interesting. How many, how many uh, individuals or, or women is I guess what's the age? First of all, what's the age limit, maybe? And then Ooh, how many? Okay, competed? recently changed. You're quizzing me here. <laughs> um, so I want to say it's 18 to 24, 25 is the cutoff. Okay. So I don't think you can be 26 competing at Miss America. Okay. Um, and then the, how many were in Minnesota? Like, did, was it? So 20? there was 25 women competed in Minnesota. But what you need to know is that Miss America is like a pyramid. So Miss America. That title is at the top. Every woman sure. wants to be Miss America. The women who compete for Miss America are the state title holders, myself. The women who compete for the state title holders are local title holders. And anyone can compete for a local title, but you have to win a local title to compete for a state title. Really? Yes. So I was competing with 25 women, but it was 25 women who had already competed to just get on that stage. Sure. Yes. And, 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 and then you were Miss uh, St. Cloud? I uh, was Miss... St. Huh? St. Paul? Sorry. No, I was actually Miss Coon Rapids. Miss St. Paul is currently not a competition. Okay. Um, it was, but then the woman that ran that then took over the state organization. So okay. kind of up in the arms to see who takes that over. So I was Miss Coon Rapids. 
and then I won Miss Minnesota this past year. And fun fact, one of the first appearances I had as Miss Minnesota was actually here in Detroit Lakes. I You have a local competition here called Miss Northern Lakes, something like that. Um, it's a, I'm, oh, I feel terrible that I'm blanking no, on the no, name. No, I, I, yeah. yes, I don't know it either, but I, I, I read it before. Yes, and it's held here in Detroit Lakes. So I got to come here when it was summer and then now again in the winter for Polar Fest. So I feel like I'm kind of becoming acclimated to this community. <laughs> So how was it like uh, um, to be in that competition? Uh, how oh, many stressful. Uh, was it? <laughs> yes. Was it one day? Was it three days? How many um, yeah. different competitions within the competition? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so the Skills. the breakdown of Miss Minnesota, at the very least, for the it's a week. It's a week long uh, commitment. So you get there, and there's a whole week of rehearsals and preparing for the competition and there's events and sometimes there's fundraisers. So it's a whole week of social events. Mm -hmm. The actual judge competition starts about three days before the final night. So there's two nights of preliminary competitions. You take a day break because those two nights are insanely stressful. Mm -hmm. And then the final night, they start the competition by announcing the top 15 or so. Um, and I think it's top 10. They start the final night of competition announcing the top 10 and the top 10 then compete for the title of Miss Minnesota on the final night. So the two preliminary nights of competition determine the scores of who will make it to that first cut. Okay. And then um, the competition after that, it progressively gets cut down. Now, I'm sure you're wondering what on earth we do while we yeah, compete. What, what yep. was it? Yep. Was so you start the whole competition with a private interview, kind of like this, only it's like seven people and they're rapid firing questions. And you have nine minutes and 30 seconds. Put you under stress seconds. and stuff? Or yes. I mean, you, um, you get to a point, I mean, for me, I have different strategies to cope for that. You know, I just practice being um, grateful or kind of distracting myself by thinking of like, oh, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for um, breakfast I ate this morning. Silly little things to sort of calm you down. It's like okay. a, a thing that I do. Behind the scenes. Like yes. Behind, yes. Down. I'm sitting outside mm. like, oh, distracting uh, pancakes were really good this morning. Uh, you get into the interview. Ideally, you're calm. Ideally. And then you are rapid fire of questions and you're answering them for about 10 minutes. You have 30 seconds to then just wrap up whatever it is you want to say. Um, so I made a little pitch of why I should be Miss Minnesota. And then once you get on the stage, that's a behind the scenes. No one sees that competition. When you're on the stage, the first portion of competition is an onstage question. And that is usually something that you talked about in your interviews. Let's just say you were my judge in an interview. You asked me all about my talent. Well, probably my onstage question would then be based on my talent. So you answer that question, just one. What's talent? Like, um, what does it mean? Skill? Like it's, uh, well, I'll get to that. The next oh. phase of competition is the talent phase of competition. And everybody, it's, um, it's whatever you would want to do. For me, I sing. Some women dance. Oh, some women sing. play instruments. Um, some women, the, our current Miss America, did a science experiment because she's studying to be a pharmacist. And so she has taken a lot of science-related classes and is in STEM. So she felt that her talent sh would be best represented by doing a science experiment. So she did that. Really? Yes. Um, I've seen some women do yoga demonstrations because they feel that that's their talent. Um, so there's a wide range of what is defined in the encompass of talent. Yeah, play tennis or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I mean, they should. I mean, you, hey, maybe. No, it, I didn't we'll know. See. So yes. talent. So what, like your personal... Okay, that yes. makes sense. Yes, yeah. So for me, I again, I love to sing. Um, it's something I've studied What for a couple you years. What song? I um, well, okay. So I love jazz. So I'm, I doubt you're gonna know these songs, but they're old jazz standards. So I sang when I won Miss Minnesota. It's called In a Sentimental Mood. Mm -hmm. It's an old jazz standard. And then at Miss America, I sang Nature Boy, 
which is, it was, I mean, goodness, it was probably one of the original jazz standards. It was written in the 1920s. Okay. Um, and I just, I love that that era. It's very classic, very timeless. Um, and not many people sing jazz in pageant competitions. It's just not common. So that was what I did for my talent competition. And then after talent, so let's say I've gone through interview, on stage question, talent. And then it is the evening wear portion of competition, which I'm guessing you've probably seen before. Evening wear? Yes, mm. evening wear. So it's sort of, you know, like a, a gown or a, gown. yes, something okay. beautiful and elegant, whatever you would define that as. Uh, however, Miss America changed this as well. So now I mentioned earlier, uh, swimsuit competition is eliminated, so that's not part of the competition. And what they did instead is during the evening wear portion of competition, uh, once you're done, you know, walking across the stage and you look so pretty, uh, they give you a microphone. And you have just eight to ten seconds to speak about why you should be Miss Minnesota, what you would do, what your impact would be, um, that sort of thing. So the very last thing you do in the competition is basically say, like, pick me, here's why. Uh, and it's stressful because you only have eight seconds. Yeah, that's not a lot of time. No, it's not. So you learn how to use your words wisely. Um, and then after, so that's the preliminary what did competition. You say? Oh goodness, this was six months ago. Oh, I, okay, I said something to the effect of, well, actually, it was it was kind of dramatic, naturally, because I had ten <laughs> eight seconds. seconds. Uh, yeah, eight seconds. Okay, so it was. I know I started with a dramatic statement. Okay, notice how when I I walked in here, you said you didn't know much about Miss America. So I literally walked on stage, and mind you, there's a bunch of people in the room who know everything there is to know about Miss America. And I told them um, the vast majority of society knows nothing about Miss America. So as your next Miss Minnesota, I will make it my goal, first and foremost, to educate people and show them why we're still here. Um, because quite frankly, Miss yeah. America is suffering from a lack of media coverage, which is why I'm grateful you're having me here. Yeah. Um, not many people realize it's still around, that we've changed things, that we're scholarship-based. And so while many women will choose to advocate for a different separate cause, something like cancer related or advocacy for the arts, um, I decided that I thought it'd be really important to just advocate for the organization itself um, and bring awareness to it. Okay. Yeah. No one's ever done that either. So I took a gamble and it worked, uh, at least this year. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. In interesting. Okay. Yeah. And now, yeah, it makes sense why you chose me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Full <laughs> oh, circle. You allowed me to, this to is come. why I, I jumped on the opportunity. Yeah, to, no, I, yes. I actually here. like it because I had the same thought in a way. I wanted to to know, um, and uh, now you can actually explain to us then a little bit more in depth what it all bears uh, and what we um, can all expect um, one thing I really enjoy is the skills you know my son is young and I want him to be uh, brave yeah? yeah he just gave yeah. a band concert um, That's last so cool. week yeah and and I realized uh, I mean he plays the saxophone and he was only practicing oh, for four months but yeah they could play I mean I thought it was a little um, I cannot even say it in English, but <laughs> squeaky. But he said, I think it was not so squeaky. So, okay, he was probably right. So it was beautiful, actually. And what I was impressed with, fifth graders in front of all the students uh, being as brave to, to perform. Yes. And Oh, it I takes a lot of guts to perform in front of people. And, yeah. and I think uh, um, your organization is also probably, uh, yeah, teaching the skill of... Um, confidence yes and oh and, absolutely and, and, and presentation and so uh, that being said like tell us a little bit more of the objectives of the overall generation yes. uh, organization so actually it's funny you mentioned confidence uh, miss america's mission officially is to prepare great women for the world and prepare the world for great women 
Okay. Yes. So the idea, one thing I like to say, Miss America, the competition tends to attract women that are already pretty amazing. Women that, and that's not trying to my own own horn. I'm just saying the women that I've met through the organization already have huge aspirations. They're already active in their community. And what Miss America does is it offers you essentially a platform on which to elevate yourself, a competition that's challenging, that forces you to become confident in whoever you are and express it on a stage, right? Be able to answer questions, be able to share a talent you're passionate about. It's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. And on top of that, once you have a local title, a state title, or even a national title, you now have a platform to speak, to advocate for yourself, or to advocate for something that you care about. Mm -hmm. So it, again, offers women the opportunity to elevate themselves. And usually some pretty incredible women end up doing even more incredible things from the connections that they make and the experiences that they have. Many, most 21-year-olds that I know don't have the opportunity to hang out in Detroit Lakes and be on a podcast. Mm. You know, And this is a very unique opportunity that I have as a result of being Miss Minnesota. So all around, it is confidence boosting, but in some level you have to be willing to start off confident in your ability to make this opportunity work for you. Mm. You know, someone who, um, someone who's able to look at themselves and realize I have potential in this organization so I'm going to work for it I'm going to take every opportunity even if it's a little bit scary maybe to do your first interview or to perform on a stage Um, I'm going to believe in my abilities and I'm going to challenge myself to be in this competition and every time I've met a woman who maybe is hesitant to try it but decides to push herself through it she learns so much about herself and even if she doesn't win she usually gains some type of scholarship scholarship compensation Mm -hmm. um, because the winner isn't the only one who gets a scholarship Mm-hmm. There are different, um, you can win a scholarship for the interview award, for a talent award. Um, there's a mm. couple of other, many local competitions will offer extra scholarships just in addition to the crown itself. Um, so Miss America really, all in all, offers many great opportunities for young women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, uh, I have a couple of questions. Uh, I want to know where you all went since, uh, what you all have done to get out uh, not all but like a couple highlights maybe I was gonna say I don't think uh, I remember uh, half no 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 <laughs> but then um, maybe let's start first uh, and I think you're not whether you won or not but like what was the most gain uh, win or um, experience that grew you during the whole process like mm. what what did you take out of it oh my goodness whether you won or not you know yeah. what I mean like because probably yeah. all of them like you, you almost said it but like How did you overcome that stress or like how did mm. you stay calm? I know that you just said like, oh, yeah, I was thinking of pancakes in the morning. But yeah. give us a little bit more tips. <laughs> like how, well, a little bit. Um, it's yes. really interesting. Well, gratitude is a huge thing. I think the the biggest thing is grace under pressure. I And because it's funny you mentioned whether or not you win, what did you take out of it? One thing I tell everyone who competes is that you should always have a goal going into the competition aside from winning. You know, do you want to, let's just say, for example, your son was competing. Just to say, let's say his goal is maybe to do the best saxophone performance ever, you know, to just really challenge himself with a new piece and sell it. I'll tell women oftentimes to to find something like that so that they know win or lose the actual crown. They've learned something because I believe if you learn something, you you've won in any situation. So the easiest thing I've said is um, the easiest way to put that is that if you're let's just say competing in a competition, your goal is to simply compete against who you were yesterday and be the better person today. Or let's say I competed at Miss Minnesota last year and this year. My goal this year was to compete against who I was last year and be 10 times better. 
you know, pushing yourself to the next level. Um, and again, that grace under pressure. You know, what does it mean to walk into an interview and be calm? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I, I learned, and it is different for everyone, I learned that if I stand outside and I think of silly things that I'm grateful for, you know, I'm so grateful for the water in my hand, I'm so grateful for the pancakes that I ate, it's, um, it's a funny way of getting myself out of my head. You know, I'm not thinking, what are they going to ask me? Are they mm. going to challenge me? I'm thinking about... Um, how, how great life is. And then you walk into the interview and you're thinking about how great those pancakes were. You're thinking about how grateful you are for your friends. Uh, so then when they ask you your first question, instead of being nervous about it, I'm already kind of in a good mood because I've put myself in a place of gratitude. It's a very, it, that specifically is a very strange technique that I've had to learn over a couple of years. And many women will find their own technique to achieve that grace under pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that kind of make sense? It does. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot I'm throwing at you that I can tell you. No, like, no, oh. no. Yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. Um, uh, the, the competition sounds more healthy or more uh, well-rounded, more rounded, or like uh, um, more depth uh, than yes. one maybe think. Uh, I, oh, I don't like shallow things. And if you think of bikinis and just the looks uh, of a competition yes. or pageant, yes. it let's call really it the pageant. Yeah. And then if we evolved from that, and I think it's a very contemporary competition um, it is, where it yeah. comes to skill and then elevate uh, um, young individuals, in this case women, I guess. I don't even know if we have a guy's pageant like that. Do we have a prince <laughs> walking Actually, around? it's <laughs> pretty common that people will ask me, like, well, where's Mr. Minnesota? So I yeah. don't know if you want to start it here in Detroit Lakes. Uh, I will maybe. support you. But I don't know. <laughs> I do know yes, I do know that there was a Mr. Minnesota competition that was a bodybuilding convention, and that was, to my understanding, extremely shallow. And funny enough, it was held once the same um, building as Miss Minnesota the same weekend. And so people kept getting lost on their way, oops, to Miss Minnesota and would end up in this bodybuilding convention with a bunch of men in bikini thongs. It was comical. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, that was a very interesting year. So there is that, but I don't know if that is still even running. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- <laughs> I think actually learning about that and uh, um, um, the, the experience and more the talent and then scholarships to actually with the goal to promote education mm-hmm. and further education mm-hmm. and then that's it's a good mission for the organization in my opinion yeah. but now uh, tell us what you did with it with your promise uh, how whatever the some of the highlights where you think hey i i went to duluth or wherever you did and then yeah. uh, maybe what did you do and how do you feel about communicating mm-hmm. the mission. Well, Can you have an example? Well, yes. Yeah, so my, I mean, as I said, my biggest goal was to increase the awareness around this organization and possibly even increase the involvement. Yep. And so, of course, appearing on different media chala- channels, uh, I've made a point of trying to take any and every opportunity to do an interview in the media. And that has actually even led me all the way to New York to appear on CNBC's On the Money. Uh, the mm-hmm. national, so I was able to do a national interview and discuss the Miss America organization as a whole, and that was fun because my mom came, so they wanted to highlight the mother-daughter story and then actually oh, ask sure. about, so what is Miss America about nowadays? Why do you do this? And so I think I was able to reach a, a much larger audience than I ever anticipated when I was able to appear on that national interview. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. In addition to that, I've I produce videos on my own. Mm-hmm. So actually my mom and I will do that together and I'll kind of get, it's almost like a family effort, we'll get people together uh, and I'll produce videos that are educational on the Miss America organization. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I'll get together different title holders who have been involved with us and show what are they doing now. You know, what is, you know, all these women in different professions that are currently working in many different fields and what is the common theme? Oh, they were all Miss Minnesotas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've done a lot to market the organization through my own video work with the Invisible Crown. Yeah. Uh, and so the Invisible Crown is sort of the title 
I've given my service work. And I call it that because I like to say that once you give away the crown, you always still sort of have one because of the, the growth that you experience. Yeah, yeah. So it's an invisible crown, a representation of your own personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've done a lot in the media with that. But additionally, I have been traveling all over the state. So I've been to Detroit Lakes but once before, as I said. Um, I've been, oh my goodness, to too many uh, cities within this state that I can even remember. Uh, and in every one of them, I usually find an opportunity to speak to the community or the community event that I'm at and just discuss who am I, why am I here, what does this mean, potentially, how can that benefit you and the women in your community? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really been a, a huge pleasure of mine to be able to answer people's questions about this organization and, and sort of see that nod, like, maybe I want to be involved with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are just a few, I suppose you could say, highlights, getting to just really discuss my passion for this organization. Did you always had uh, uh, just positive feedback or did you also have some negative oh, feedback? Oh, there's been negative feedback for sure. Give us some of that, like misunderstandings or did yes. people push you or like how, how, was, how well, were those? You remember when you started this interview, I said, you can push me on anything. So the reason I say that I'm, I'm never going to be offended by a question anymore and I, I really put myself in a sticky situation here. I decided I was going to do a video and ask people on the street uh, what they knew about Miss America. Now, mind you, I knew that they weren't going to know anything. I was not expecting some of the people's guesses, which were comical. So I did these man-on-the-street videos. I did one at the State Fair, which was mildly regrettable because a lot of uh, inebriated uh, audience members there. And I did another one at the Mall of America. So as I'm walking around, and I, I didn't have crown or sash on, so people didn't know I was Miss Minnesota. And I would walk up and I'd ask people, you know, hey, what do you know about Miss America? And um, the the initial responses were rather negative. Oh, it's just a beauty pageant. Oh, these women are... I think one woman just said, like, vapid beauty queens. Another woman, another, I think, man just said, um, I think it's just a bunch of women who are pretty and stand around. They just, they didn't know anything. What was wonderful about it was I was able to respond and say, well, actually, uh, Miss America isn't about that. We eliminated swimsuit. Or, well, actually, Miss America is about scholarships. And so after the initial rather shocking negative reactions to Miss America, the stereotypes, right, I was able to break down those stereotypes and explain to them what the organization was about and Every single time it was met with insanely positive reactions. So it was, it was really fun to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, those are on YouTube, too. So you can, watch, you can watch me watch people insult me and then tell them why they're wrong. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Is it under the Invisible Crown? Uh, the, yes, I think channel? if you scroll down, yes. It's um, on the Facebook page on the Invisible Crown. Okay. I think I, I, think I actually just uploaded them straight to Facebook. Okay. Yeah, a little yeah, shameless plug. Yeah, sort of fun. So um, you took one year off from your education right I did. now, to, and 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 the the tenure is one year, and mm-hmm. that's when you have time. Do you get funded during this whole time and mm-hmm. and a scholarship, or like how does that work to take one so year it, off? So it it really it is partially dependent on myself. So Miss Minnesota, I I do get paid for appearances, almost every appearance. Uh, there are some appearances I will make appearances at the Children's Hospital. Uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals is the national platform for Miss America, so we're partnered with them. Okay. Every appearance I make there is free. So similarly, there there are many appearances. This you know is a this benefits me, you know. So there are many things like that. But also, I have the opportunity to pursue work for myself with this title. Um, pursue different. How would I put this? Uh, essentially appearances or I, I do speaking tours as well as Miss Minnesota and so if I can get myself uh, paid work then that'll be really beneficial uh, there are always set in appearances that are paid every year year round that every Miss Minnesota can do uh, the trick with it is that every Miss Minnesota has a different platform right a different 
point of advocacy. Mm -hmm. So one year she advocated for the Epilepsy Foundation. Another Miss Minnesota advocated for juvenile arthritis. Another Miss Minnesota had a goal of giving out free dance classes. So Mm -hmm. with a different goal every single year, it's hard to find consistent paid work every single year, which is, again, why I took this year to be specifically based on how great this organization is because I can do appearances that any Miss Minnesota can do because they're based on women or the organization or community involvement, which are everybody can get behind. So again, this year has been focused on growing and gaining appearances and year-round paying appearances for future Miss Minnesotas. So again, I do get paid. It's a little bit up to me, though, to find how much how many appearances I can get paid with. In addition to that, I did win a $10,000 scholarship when I won this title. For the school, for schooling. For school, yes. Uh, and and reserve for that. Yes, it actually that money doesn't even pass through my hands. They go straight to my school. When I uh, give up my crown, I get the money. So I won that. In addition to that, I won a talent award. I won an onstage interview award. I won a couple of other awards. So my scholarship was closer to around twelve thousand when I actually mm. ended Miss Minnesota week. Again, because you don't just win scholarships for getting the crown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you were in Detroit Lakes just now, uh, um, and Hot dish is a truly Minnesota. Yeah, it's uh, the most Minnesota thing there is about Minnesota. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Uh, um, So, uh, were you just? um, I mean, just did you make one too? I did. did? Yes. Yes. Really? (laughs) Last night at midnight. Yes, I made one. So I was actually funny enough appearing at my old high school. I keep saying like, oh, you know, you made it when your high school wants you to come back. Uh, So they had me come back last evening. I emceed an event for them. Very fun seeing all my old high school teachers that oh. used to love me. Um, and so I got back from that event and I had to make the hot dish last night because I was traveling with it today. So I made it last night, um, traveled with it today, and then I had to sort of finish it and reheat it today here in Detroit Lakes, submit it to the competition. I did not win, what? but it did receive positive feedback. I will <sighs> take that. But the person who won, I oh, I mean, it was the best hot dish I've ever tasted. So she, it was deserving. It oh, was well-deserved. Okay. But it was, I mean... Honestly, just as Miss Minnesota getting to partake in a hot dish competition, that was, I mean, that was just such a highlight. But, it, <laughs> but you you didn't arrive to enter in the competition. Did you also, like, pass out or did you speak or, like, what was yes, your appearance? Yes, yes. The, what, what the main point to come was to be, again, involved in the community mm-hmm. and just sort of spread the word about Miss America. Uh, so and you had a little stage, a little audience? or like Yes, you spoke to them I was able to speak a little bit about the organization, what we do, discuss the scholarships, the talent, what I do. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, I, I love getting on a stage to speak to people, but what I really love is getting to talk to people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And when I'm at an event, like a hot dish competition, and everyone knows that I've submitted a hot dish, and I, it's kind of like I'm one of the, the people in the community, I get the opportunity to speak one-on-one with people and have personal conversations, much like we're having, about this organization and about why I'm involved. And I think that's where the real advocacy takes place it's it's great to be on tv on a podcast and i'm very grateful for this it's also wonderful when i get to meet people i never would have met otherwise and and share a little bit of my passion and mm. i got to do a lot of that today and andy tatish and it was phenomenal it was the, the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> so um now uh, since you're from minnesota and uh, um St. Paul is not necessarily lakes country. No, but it's not. What is like, did you grow up with the lakes? Or did you yes, yes. go to the lakes as a child? Or tell us a little of bit about your lake I life. Of course I did. Okay. I am from Minnesota after okay. all. Um, well, What's I'm, your lake life? I'm uh, very fortunate. My family does have a cabin on a lake. Okay. So we'll spend uh, whenever we can in the winter and the summers up there. So, I mean, I spent every summer try- trying to learn how to water ski. I'll be honest, I'm still terrible at it. I have no balance. 
it's fine. Um, tubing's always my favorite. But I just, I, um, what I'm area? from the, it's actually, don't ask me. It's oh. in, it's in Wisconsin. Oh, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, a lake in Wisconsin. It's either Wisconsin or, or, or uh, yes. Brainerd, whatever, yes. Duluth yeah. area. Yes, it's one of the, one of the two. Um, so I'm in Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. just, it's right over the river. Yeah, it's it's right practically there. Minnesota. Yeah. But okay, let's call it a um, lake. But lake. it's like, it's nonetheless, yes, there is a lake. Um, a note about, I, what I love about it though, is I'm from the city. So I get that city life. It's always hustle and bustle. Um, downtown St. Paul is five minutes from my door. Downtown Minneapolis is 15 minutes from my door. And it's my favorite thing to just get away to quiet woods, probably make my favorite hot dish. Um, and just spend time with my family. You know, every New Year's we're always up there in the frozen cold and we'll usually, you know, take a little walk out to the, the lake on, you know, walk on the frozen water um, and enjoy that. Right after Miss America this year, actually, when I was literally spent 12 days in just a hub of humanity and competing and high stress and constantly with people, I came back home. It was New Year's because uh, Miss America was right around Christmas. Okay. I came home, it was New Year's, and I got to go back to my lake life, go back to the cabin, just be in my sweats and hang out with my family, you know, play board games, try not to get too cold. Uh, it was it was just wonderful. So I, I love the, the peacefulness of lake life, I think, that's mm. what I'm trying to say. I think uh, you will never leave uh, uh, Minnesota, right? I I doubt it. Yeah, I'm, oh, I, I love it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, what I realize is that even if people move, uh, whether they go to Seattle or something, Minnesotans or Midwest, they usually come back. They always come. Often they'll go to Florida for a little while and then they'll get really sick of it and miss the snow, even though they complain about it all the time. And then they'll come back and then they'll spend the rest of their life here. That's how that goes. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll be one of those. Maybe I'll move away for a year, but I know I'm going to probably yeah, spend can, the majority of my life in Minnesota. Sense that, yeah. Yes, yes. Very yes. cool. Was there anything else that you wanted to point out or that I didn't ask uh, um, um, that you wanted to share? I sub- You really hit everything, but I have to say, I have really love my time here in Detroit Lakes. I mean, it is... I, I, everyone I meet today, I'm like, you're the classic Minnesotan and I love this. Because sometimes in the down in the cities, it is the hub where everybody, people love to move here, which is phenomenal. But then the cities often feel like this hub of, you know, a bunch of people from California or Illinois, you know. And I love, I've loved traveling the state and getting to know real hardy Minnesotans. Uh, just great, great people that have got that great Minnesota nice attitude. And today's just been full of that and it's just made my heart so happy. So... Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, thank you very much. <laughs> thanks for sharing your story and uh, yeah. thanks for coming. Perfect there's point. the train. There's yeah, the train. There's, like, there's the perfect train. time. <laughs> Usually always in the program. <laughs> well, I love it. You must be exhausted and uh, I don't want to keep you too much. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you had a stretch of a weekend and made it to come to see us here too. Thank you again for coming and then have a great weekend ahead. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh